Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. Every week, we discuss issues including gender and income inequality. This week, Amnesty International released a report finding that the lives of women and girls in Afghanistan are being destroyed by what it calls a suffocating crackdown by the hardline Taliban government since its takeover last year. At the end of March, a U.S. women's delegation went to Afghanistan. Unfreeze Afghanistan co-founders Masouda Sultan and Medea Benjamin were there. Their organization is a coalition of U.S. and Afghan women who advocate for Afghan citizens in that nation. It is also deeply concerned with women there. So we wondered what they think about the Amnesty report detailing torture of girls and women, an increase in child marriage, the denial of secondary schooling for girls, and women's restricted access to work. We asked Basuda for her reaction first. That conversation after this short break. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Afghan women are in peril. There is no question that between the Taliban's uh, policies uh, um, on women, all of the restrictions that have been imposed on them, in addition to uh, girls not being allowed to attend secondary public schools, um, that that this new report is is troubling. Afghanistan um, is not a good place for women. It's consistently ranked as one of the worst countries in the world for women, and it seems to only be backsliding in many regards. Now, the war is over. We have to say that because um, the, 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 the conflict and the numbers of civilian casualties that we had before is no longer. However, um, women are, are, are suffering greatly due to the humanitarian crisis and then further crackdowns by the Taliban. And I know that you guys just got back from there. So, Medea, I want to ask about some of the things that you saw and heard. Were you able to speak to any of the women on the ground there? Oh, yes. We spent our whole time talking to women from all walks of life. Uh, We uh, heard from young women about how disappointed they are that they're not going to be able to go to secondary school. We heard from women who had just graduated from medical school, their concerns about whether they were going to be able to work. On the positive side, we were able to attend the reopening of the Afghan Women's uh, Business Association and met a number of women there who uh, have their own businesses and they intend to, and and as we followed up with them, uh, they are continuing to work. The issue of the banks not having money has made it difficult for them to pay their employees, uh, but they are continuing with their businesses. I'm wondering what you have heard about the ability of women to work in Afghanistan right now. I understand that some people have been kidnapped. Some have been beaten and tortured, uh, you know, in Taliban, Taliban facilities. You know, how, how frightened are you? And uh, Masood, I'm going to ask you to answer that first. 
Well, um, you know, the women we're in touch with um, working at NGOs are on the front lines of delivering aid. Um, and in a conservative society like that, you need women um, to be working with other women because men cer- certainly can't do the job. Um, there's about 50,000 women-owned businesses in Afghanistan. Many of them are very small businesses that continue to operate. I hope that, um, you know, while we hear um, uh, these reports, these negative reports, we also remember that there are there are um, there are women uh, doing their work, and that we need to support these women. You know, the best thing we can do from here is to support local women's NGOs and businesses because they are the ones on the ground taking the risks and the ones that will uplift uh, their fellow sisters. Medea, I want to ask you: What do you think about what the U.S. has done to help women on the ground there so far, and what should the U.S. be doing? Well, the worst thing the U.S. has done is freeze $7 billion that belongs to the Afghan people and would help the central bank to be functioning. Uh, and this would give a lift to the whole economy, which would help women and girls. So that's the number one thing that the U.S. government should do. In addition to that, I think we have a tremendous responsibility after 20 years of war I think we should increase the level of humanitarian aid. The UN appeal is over $2 billion short of what it needs to help people in Afghanistan. And that's very little money for a big country like the United States. And I think development aid, particularly, we should be giving uh, more funds for women's businesses, especially in the countryside to increase agricultural production. Uh, those are the things that the U.S. could do to help. I want to ask you both this question, and I know that partly because of the aid being frozen there, people are in dire straits. There have been reports of women selling body parts and women selling their daughters, frankly, to keep their families afloat. Masuda, what what have you heard about that sort of thing? Yeah, very, very troubling um, stories we hear from families. We regularly hear uh, uh, about people boiling grass to eat. I mean, this used to be a very uh, rare thing I would hear, but now I hear it all the time. We get pictures and videos of, of people we've supported, families that are boiling grass. Uh, people have had to sell their organs, their kidneys. Um, what's happening is, is just, it's so terrible and it's a man-made crisis and there's a lot that we could be doing to help. So, you know, while we get these reports of, you know, what the Taliban have done, we also need to look at what we are doing. Um, and we are certainly making it worse for these women. Madea, I'm going to ask you some of the same questions. Are, are people, I mean, okay, she just was talking about boiling grass to eat. Are you hearing worse stories than that? And is there anything at all that people on the ground there are able to do amid this very repressive rule? Well, it's a repressive rule, and there's a little that we can do about that. Um, but there is more that we can do to help the people. And let's face it, it was a poor country after 20 years of U.S. involvement. It's still a poor country, even poorer. Uh, these reports and what we saw ourselves are just uh, devastating. The um, malnutrition among young children, I'm a nutritionist, and uh, seeing these children with their uh, bones sticking out with uh, the kind of malnutrition you only see in cases of famine. Um, this is devastating. And uh, I know we want to pressure the Taliban to allow girls to go to school, uh, to allow women to work. 
Um, but there's, you know, not a lot we can do about that. We have to recognize that this is the government in place. And what are we going to do to stop the starvation, uh, to help the women and girls? And there, um, you know, we, we, there are things that we can do. And, uh, the first thing is to release those funds so that the economy can function. Let me ask you briefly, if I'm person sitting in Washington, D.C., and I would like to help, if I donate to somewhere, is there any chance that that money is going to get to people on the ground that need it? And Masuda, if you can answer first. Um, yeah, there's lots of charities working. And um, actually, Unfreeze has a girls education fund. Um, uh, I believe the link may be on the website as well. Medea, what are your thoughts on that? What would you suggest that, that people from the U.S. that are trying to help do? Uh, yes, as bad as this government is, and it's very bad, there's less corruption now than there was before. And so it's actually uh, more uh, likely that the money will get to the people. Uh, UN agencies are working there. Uh, U.S. humanitarian groups like uh, Save the Children are working there. Um, there are many ways to help. And I encourage people to uh, give money to those uh, organizations that are continuing to work in Afghanistan and to join us in pressuring our government to uh, release the funds, give more humanitarian and development aid to help the women and girls. That was Unfreeze Afghanistan co-founders Basuda Sultan and Medea Benjamin. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Alan Peng for his production assistance. Like what you hear? Come on back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Friday. Follow the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast and leave a rating or review. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News. Survivor's back, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.